0: Welcome to the City Point Podcast. For more information, please visit us online at citypoint.tv or our Facebook page, City Point Church.
1: In Ephesians 3, 14 to 17. So I kneel humbly in awe before the Father of our Lord Jesus, the Messiah, the perfect Father of every father and child in heaven and on earth. I pray that he will unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods in your most inner being with divine might and explosion and power. Then a constant using your faith of the life of Christ will be released deep inside you and resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. you, Jesus. Okay, so let me, I'm going to start. So yesterday, we had a woman's uh, brunch in, and um, what I learned yesterday, and what God's been speaking to me, is that um, we go through the motions of being, saying yes to the Lord. We go through the motions of coming to the altar. We come to the motions of we want to surrender, and I believe in our hearts we do. And we say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. But then what? What's next? We're free. He broke the chains. But then what? Because you see, fear is a liar. And fear is the opposite of faith. And though we have broken the chains, that does not mean that the enemy is not around trying to chain you up again. So today, I'm going to speak about how do we keep the chains off? That entitles not our thoughts but kingdom strategies. As I was up here worshiping, I felt the anointing in here, and I felt that um, sometimes we think that we have to fight by our power and might. It's by through the Holy Spirit. And as I kept on surrendering, because I'm not a public speaker here, um, that's one of the fears. And you see, even though we break the chains of the fear, that doesn't mean that it's, con- it's not going to creep around us and creep around us. So i chosen to say yes no matter what they might look like. See, because me coming up here and breaking and continuing to stay free, not only am I breaking my chains, but those around me, my childrens, and those that are looking up to us. Because you know, you, know, you know what? You never know who's watching you. So it's not only about you, but those around us. So I chose to come up here and stay free. And that's what we have to learn. So some of the things is how do we stay free? The devil is a liar. He's going to attack your mind. And it's up to us to know who we are. And that is the child of God. Well, What does that look like? Well, yesterday I found out when I asked the question, do you love yourself? Do you really love yourself? Not too many people raised their hand. Matter of fact, I was kind of sad. I think it was like three people out of the whole room. That broke my heart because you know what? I was that person. It's hard. We we have enough love for everybody else but ourselves. So I went home and I was struggling with it. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Now, I'm not just speaking to the women. I'm speaking from the oldest to the youngest, to the females, to the males. And I'm like, God, What? what, what's going on? What's going on is that we say we believe in God, but we don't feel like we're worthy. Well, guess what? We're not worthy without him, but with him, we are worthy. He died on the cross for us. He didn't die for garbage. And this is what happens. You... Don't believe he loves you because you think that you are not enough. And you are enough. You are more than enough. But what yous are doing is you are trying to earn his love. You can't. You cannot do it because I'm sure all of us have tried. And that's how we get frustrated and tired and exhausted and offended easily. So instead of fighting by our mind and power, we fight by the Holy Spirit. What does that look like? We do the opposite of what fear is telling us. Faith without action is dead. God is going to meet us there, but it takes it's our responsibility to take the first step, and then he does the rest. All through the Bible, he does that. Joshua in the promised land, you got to take the first step. Moses, you got to take the first step. How many of us say, send me, Lord, send me? Oh, wait, but just don't send me there. Just like two weeks ago, Pastor Mike commissioned everybody to stand, uh, stand up because you have a call in your life. Everyone stood up. Now come to the front. Not one person came to the front. How are we supposed to change the world if we can't change in here? So I'm thinking and I'm thinking, and I am so sick of the enemy. I'm so sick of him destroying families. I'm so sick of destroying people's lives that I love and even the ones that I don't love because it breaks my heart. Because God, I'm asking God to break my heart for what breaks his heart. But the problem is with that is that our heart is so broken There's not enough room for anybody else. But I'm telling you right now, you're set free. And God is telling you, I can't mend your heart if you don't let it go. Well, how does that look like? You don't know what happened to me. Well, you know what? We've all been through different stories. We all have our testimony, and we're all broken, and we're all hurt. Been there, done it fatherless, my mother, teenage, I could go on and on, but I don't want to talk about the past. I want to talk about the future God has for us. It was my choice to let it go. And some of you are still holding on to it so tight, you can't blame God. You can't blame the people that hurt you anymore because that's over. It's just like a wound. Take the Band-Aid off and let it heal. There'll be a scar there, but when you look at it, it won't hurt anymore. You'll tell the story to free somebody else. It's through his word and your testimony that you're going to free yourself and free people the more you say it. Can we say it a couple more times without that? We Mean it. We are called to be mighty women of God. Believe it. We are called to be mighty women of God. God loves you. Say it like he loves you. We are called to be mighty women of God. Stand up if you truly believe it and say it one more time. For him. For his glory. We... Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. However, we can't do it by ourselves. You see, God put a heart in all of us, a mother's heart and a father's heart. So there's two parts to it. So, men, we cannot do it without you. We need you this whole world thing about being independent lies. We need each other. And it's more, it's not just about a team. It's about family. You see how we were singing earlier? This is the father's house. And it starts here before we could go out. And it's every week I am sad See, it's not about the numbers, but it is about the numbers if your motives are right. If we get ourselves out of the church mentality and go into the kingdom mentality, because every chair here that's a missing person out there that's hurting, that needs a family like us, like us. What does a family look like? See, it has to start in the home, right, our home, but it doesn't end there. Because it's easy to love our loved ones, right? How could our kids are good, everything's good. But how could we go to bed knowing that there's hurt outside our home? So I want to talk about legacy. I want to talk about more than just our home at home. I want to talk about our home church. I want to talk about this church. And the vision that we all have to come together that Pastor Mike had set in front of us. How we have to come in agreement. Because you know that the enemy, that's what he wants, is division. Because when we're divided, we can't work together and we can't use each other's gifts. Because we all have different gifts. However, there's a word called compete in comparison that we tend to do. See, God didn't call us to compete with each other. He called us to complete each other. So what does that look like? I forgot I have this. I'm glad I'm not superstitious. I don't believe in that. This so right now I have an imaginary umbrella of grace. So every time you speak to your brother or your sister in this church, let's spread out the umbrella of grace. Because what we tend to do is we all carry a stone, an imaginary stone in our pocket, right? And I'm speaking to myself too. And when we come into conflict. What happens is, what stone are you using under your umbrella of grace? Are you using a stone to knock them out and pull them down? Or are you using a stone to give them to them because you have a stone of living grace? The stone of Christ, the living stone. That's the living stone. And on the other side, when you get stoned... The opposite way, what do you do with that stone? Do you keep it and hold on to it forever, or do you lay it down and continue your bridge to Christ? That's your choice. See, we're all about choices. I want to talk a little bit about um, back to the family legacy. In this church, I want to build a legacy, not for me but for all of us. And here's the reason. This church, when you walk out that door, you represent this house. This is not who stands up here. This is everybody. We're all a family. When you walk out, how are you representing your house and what are you leaving behind to your children? Because I don't know about you, but if you hear the news, it's sad what children are going through right now. They need a safe place to come to. They need a place where you don't judge them. They need a place where you don't know you could fill in to be a mother or a father. They need uh, wisdom. They we all need each other. What are we who are we investing our lives in? I need a family church because I didn't have that family. And the people that invested in me and my family, I couldn't thank them enough. Because I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know what that looked like. So when someone would come in with conflict and I would get offended, God started working in my own heart. And I would say, why, why, Lord, why, Lord? And you know what he said? Because you have to learn how to react to it. How are you reacting to it? What does that mean, Lord? The Lord says, guard your heart. What, what does that mean? I thought we we're supposed to, like, help everybody. In Proverbs, it says, above all else, guard everything you do. Guard your heart and everything you do, because through that, through your heart, everything's going to flow out. What does that look like? You see, like me, I used to think when I came to Christ, I had to do everything. And I would get frustrated. And then I came to learn, why, why does people do this, blah, 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 because I never asked you. I never asked you. So are you doing things just to do or are you doing things because out of gratitude? Are you trying to earn his love or are you just doing things because you, you know, it's a good thing. There's a good thing and there's a God thing. How many agree? Okay, God, I got that. So what else, Lord, what else? Be still. Be still. He got you. Be still. So how does this work with us coming together, the women and the men and the children? As we're going out to our calling, this is so important. Have you heard of, like, the snipers and the watchmen? Sometimes the people that are going out are the snipers, and then we need the watchmen. Sometimes it's going to be the women going out. Sometimes it's going to be the men. Sometimes it's going to be the children. Well, I am today asking brothers if you could be our watchmen, because we have a lot of mothers too that need men in their life as brothers to help with their families and vice versa. It, we're all family, remember that. Remember, some of us don't have the ideal family. They grew up with. Some of us don't know what that looks like. That's why some of us are so sensitive when things happen. But we have this pretty mask on our face, and people ask, Are you okay? Oh, yeah, I'm okay. We're deep down inside, we're not. We're still hurting. And guess what? God wants to heal you. Don't let one person. Stop you for the rest of your life that hurt you. There's many people here that have gifts that others don't have that we need. We need people here to heal people. We need people here to teach people. We need. Come on, let's build the legacy of who we're going to leave behind. If something happens to me tomorrow or you tomorrow, wouldn't you want to go in peace knowing that your generation coming up is in a good church home? That's what we need. I'm going to ask my daughter Stephanie, to come up for two seconds. I just want to let you know how important a church family looks like and what it means when you have one. I'm going to ask Stephanie a, a question, what it meant to her because we're, we're a messed up family. We're a hot mess. Hot mess. I'm going to ask her what it meant for her to have a church family growing up.
2: Um, <clears throat> I would definitely say it meant a lot, um, I don't think I realized it till I got older, like, maybe once I got married, um, I grew up in the youth group, and, um, well, funny story, my mom dragged me up by my hair to go to the youth group, because we were fighting the whole way up, so I didn't want to go, but I'm so thankful that she, for well, the first time, she forced me to go, because after that, it felt like I had tons of brothers and sisters, we grew up with, two of us, and, um, it's so important, like, I would, sometimes you get, like, annoyed, like, the person, this person from the church is texting me, they're asking me how I'm doing, and you just get mad, because you know you're not doing the will of God, so you're just, like, rolling your eyes, like, this is so annoying, why, why won't they leave me alone, but when you are doing the will of God, you're all happy, this person's texting you, you're like, oh, I have, I have my sister in Christ, but when you're not, you're like, leave me alone, we're not even friends, I see you at church on Sunday, um, And um, so it's so important to have the family that keeps you accountable. Just like she was saying, it says in Romans 12 that we, that like us, we have many parts to our body. As a church, we are all one body and all of us have many parts and gifts that we need that not everyone, not everyone has. So growing up, now looking back was probably the church family was so so important to keep me on the right track and still to this day we keep we all keep in touch we're like one big giant family even though we're all spread out now at different churches we're bringing our gifts to a new church and starting new families and so at the end of the day all the churches are one family too wait your next question one more question
1: and now that you have your own family and married why is it important now to have
2: church family around you um, well, because I want my daughter Cassie to grow up with um, a good—not only a good family at home, but on Sunday when she does start youth group or whatever—and I am annoying her. She—I know that I can send her to the church family that they're going to give her the right, the right advice. They're not going to tell her the wrong things. Um, and even with our, 'cause me and Zach are so young, we have the older and wiser people here to speak into our marriage and. And um, I don't think I realized how much I missed the church family till Sunday nights when I was sitting at the table. And I had Paul and Adele and Lucretia and John and Jane. It felt so good coming every Sunday. It was like when you go to a Sunday dinner with your family, being able to talk. Thank you.
1: So what legacy are we building here for others when they come in? What legacy? What are we doing as others come in to say, this feels like home, something I've never had? Do you know that that's what the enemy's trying to stop? That's exactly what he's trying to stop. He's trying, one by one, he's trying to pick us out. And we're making it easy for him. We have to conquer our fears. Because if we don't deal with our pain, the pain's going to deal with you. I want to read Proverbs 18.10 says that the Lord is our tower, and those who run into it will be safe. I want this to be a tower for the city where they could run and be safe and feel safe and feel part of a family. Now, does that mean that there's not going to be challenges? and hard- Yes, it is. But two are better than one, and three, it's You can't break. I know it's Mother's Day and I don't want everybody to be here long because I know you have plans, but I do want to bring Caitlin Gailey up here, my daughter, because she wants to bless you. And when she's done, I want to do one more thing before we walk out the door.
0: You are beautiful. You're smart. You're kind. You're funny. You're unique. You are worthy of love and affection. You are never too much and always enough. You are worth more than you can ever imagine, worth more than the number on the scale, the hair product you use, or the shoes you wear. No matter how many guys wish they had you or how many girls wish they were you, your worth surpasses all earthly things because in the eyes of the Lord God, You are loved, and you are worth dying for. Regardless of who you think you are, no matter if you model in a magazine or you model pottery, whether you're on the top of the list or the bottom of the list, regardless of who you think you are, the reality is is that you deserve someone who would give up their life for you because you are strong and powerful and capable. Read about the women in the Bible, Esther, Ruth, Martha, Mary. These women changed the world forever. And inside of you, each and every one of you, is that same woman with that same power and that same strength and that same world-changing capability. And it is your responsibility to find that woman and to set that woman free. This is who you are. And any voices in your mind that tell you differently, are from the enemy. And next time you hear him, you know what you say? You say, nuh-uh, not me saying, I am the daughter of the living king, cherished, loved, and adored above all things, created by the creator of all things for the glory of him who is greater than all things. You are awesome. And please, don't you forget that. This is who you are. Thank you for listening to the City Point Podcast. For more information, please visit us online at citypoint.tv or our Facebook page, City Point Church.